Welcome to the Native Citizens Podcast, a ministry of Storehouse Community Church in McAllen, Texas. Every Monday, we gather to address the questions and issues aimed at everyday life and ministry in the context of the Rio Grande Valley. Well, good morning, guys. Hope you are doing well. Welcome to the Native Citizens Podcast. Uh, my name is Marco, and I am joined here by Elsie, who's our storehouse kids intern. Hi. And Eric, whom we call Schmerick, who is our liturgy director. Hey, guys. How are you guys doing? We're doing well. All oh, right. I'm doing well. Yeah. You doing well, Elsie? Doing all right. Yeah. yeah. How's that green tea? I got that green tea is great. <laughs> that green tea? That green tea, that green tea. is on point. So a couple of weeks ago, I was uh, talking with Alan, and he's uh, one of our, our church members. <clears throat> and Alan was telling me how much he's been enjoying the podcast, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, and <laughs> and so I told him, I said, yeah, it's really fun recording with Schmeverett here, Eric, Elsie, it's really fun. And uh, and he goes, man, how do, how do you guys have the time to record every week? And I said, we don't. We record once a month and, you know, kind of do yeah. mass episodes. And his mind was blown. And he was like, what this whole time? And I hope he listens to this. He was like, this whole time, I seriously thought every time you say good morning, I'm assuming like you've recorded it like that. It's Monday morning. No, it's- yeah, something like that. I was like, no, it's no way. That's like movie magic or yeah. podcast magic. Yeah. I was like, sorry, man. Like, he well, is really not good. the only one in the world of podcasting. I was like, how do these people record? You've thought that like, too? I've thought that too. I was just like, how do they do this in and out and schedule people? And, and then I finally heard on one podcast, uh, the girl, she was like, yeah, I'm so excited. I'm planning like all these guests and because we've already recorded five. I was like, wait, hold up. You did what? <laughs> When you and say this record, was like a couple years ago, but yeah. You know, <laughs> I was when, like, the first time I realized it was when uh, some podcaster was saying, when this episode comes out, yeah. it'll be this date. I was like, oh, okay, I get it. So that 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 question, I guess, was there in the back of my head. I just never paid attention to it much. I think Anyways. I just assumed <clears throat> that, not that it would be obvious, but there'd be a little bit of common sense, not from Alan, but what I mean in the sense of like, that's a lot of content every single week, mm-hmm. and um, <clears throat> we have jobs. So uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> we do more than podcasts. We do more than podcasts, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, we love you, Alan. Yeah, Alan's awesome. Thanks, Alan. <laughs> to our two listeners out there, thank y'all. Um, so today <laughs> we <laughs> today we're going to be starting a new series for the month of November. Um, and it's in light of us finishing up, uh, last month, I think we finished up with the Protestant Reformation just before, um, what was it? Halloween. Um, and so this month we're going to be starting a new series on the five solas of the Reformation. And so a couple of episodes ago, we very, very, very briefly, uh, addressed each one of these solas. Now, these solas are five doctrines that were birthed out of the Protestant Reformation. And so even though there are five, we're not doing five weeks, we're actually going to do four weeks. And so we're going to walk through sola scriptura, which uh, translates into scripture alone. 
sola gratia, sola fide, which is uh, grace alone and faith alone, solus Christus, which is our Christ alone, and then finally, soli deo gloria, which is uh, to the glory of God alone. Uh, and so in the following episodes, we're going to unpack each one of these doctrines that we would subscribe to here at Storehouse McAllen. Um, and so at the same time, we hope that our listeners would um, receive some, oh, education on uh, the basis of each of these doctrines. Um, today, we're going to start with Sola Scriptura, which is Scripture alone. And so be- before we dig into this, <clears throat> a, these doctrines are really going to be, because they were birthed out of the Protestant Reformation, a, in large part, they are a response to, for instance, uh, the Roman Catholic's position on some of these um, biblical elements, like the, what kind of role does Scripture play in our life? What kind of role does grace play in our life? And what kind of role does the church play in regard to grace? We're going to talk about all of those things um, in the following episodes, including today. But they were, uh, to an extent, a, a response to Rome's position on on some of these some of these doctrines, and so uh, this morning we're going to be starting off with sola scriptura, which I mentioned is is scripture alone. So the doctrine of of, of scripture alone teaches a couple of things. One of them is that scripture is our ultimate authority. Um, that's not to say that there aren't other authorities, but if we had a, a Hierarchy. Yeah, if we had to put it, we would say like, man, this is like the Supreme Court, right? Right. Like this is uh, our our ultimate and final uh, authority. Now, now, why this is important for us is because, as I mentioned, in response to Rome um, during the Protestant Reformation, Rome's position of the significance of Scripture was um, Rome held uh, church history and tradition the position of the pope at the at equal uh, inequality to mm-hmm. the authority of scripture whereas the reformers were saying actually no right like <laughs> actually <laughs> actually no like church history church tradition mm-hmm. is good and important mm-hmm. uh, but it is not equal mm-hmm. to the authority and sufficiency of scripture. And so I guess one of the things that, that I think we, we, we should talk about is why do we hold to the position that man's scripture is our ultimate and final authority? Why, why is that important for us to, to protect? I think when we protect the, That's a good question. When we protect it, I think because scripture doesn't change, that it, like scripture doesn't change, they're God's, they're God's words to us. God doesn't change. And I think our understanding of God wouldn't change if we protect the scriptures. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas if it was evolved or if like we started adding to the canon, um, then our, our theology would then be, I guess, inconsistent with God's character I'd, I'd imagine I right. know there's probably I'm jumping through a lot of hoops just to get to that point but mm-hmm. that's my first thought yeah yeah do you got any thoughts Elsie yeah I think like Eric said like it's protect knowing what we're protecting 
that that it's it's God's word and it's worth protecting because that's from God. And we believe that God being the only God, the one true God, and those are his words, what he's said and spoken through the spirit to others so that we'd have what we need. Like mm-hmm. that's that's definitely worth protecting. And at the end of the day, that's the, you know, the ultimate final say. Yeah. 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 No, I think that's good. I think, I think in addition to that, part of the reason it's, it's important that we protect, for instance, the scripture as our, as our final authority is because we believe that God reveals himself Mm -hmm. through scripture. And, and because of that, scripture is not only sufficient, but clear enough for us to understand who God is and what God does for sinners. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's Purpose Matthew. Salvation. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, that's Matthew 18, right. Where, where he says that, um, uh, where Jesus tells the disciples to have childlike faith, right? Mm-hmm. Like the kingdom is for such as these. And so it's important for us to protect the sufficiency, uh, and authority and, um, and, and excuse me, it's important for us to, to to protect the authority of Scripture because it is the way by which God reveals himself to us. And um, and in light of that, it is not only sufficient, but clear enough for us to understand mm-hmm. that Jesus saves sinners. Like the point of the Bible is redemption. And reconciliation. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and I think why that's super important is, is for a couple of reasons, right? I think sometimes people... Uh, get upset about what the Bible doesn't say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I and and so therefore they need further, or they believe like they need further revelation. Mm-hmm. Um, I think sometimes people can assume that um, uh, that because they have doubts, they have to look at further revelation. Right. And so, but the truth is, especially when we're looking at the clarity of Scripture, the truth is. Um, we're going to have questions and sometimes we're even going to face doubts. Um, the clarity of scripture doesn't teach that we uh, are going to know everything about everything, but through the Holy Spirit, like Elsie was saying, through the Holy Spirit, we will mature in our understanding mm-hmm. as we are growing up in our faith. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and there are still going to be questions within that. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the the things I I was when I was learning about sola scriptura, I came across the idea of solo scriptura, mm-hmm. and the idea of solo scriptura is like maturing in the faith as we see others mature in their faith as well. So I think when you when you get to solo scriptura, it's almost like an isolation of only scripture in the way that it pertains to my life, right. not so much how it affects the body of Christ, yeah, or in like tradition. And history and all of the I guess the clergy right mm-hmm. all of those those things are important they're just not as important as scripture but they are still to be considered and looked at yeah. for the sake of consistency and like the interpretation of the scriptures yeah so solo scriptura is different from sola scriptura yes. is one of the things I I think some people might need to hear because Spanish because Spanish because <laughs> the valley yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's really good. And I think I think it's important for us to say that things like church history and tradition 
are important and they are very good references for us to learn from, for us to be mm -hmm. even guided by. But I think the test is going to be, does this point me back right. to the pages yeah. of scripture? So, so for example, last summer we did a series on the Apostles' Creed, mm -hmm. right? The Apostles' Creed was, was written somewhere around the third century. And I remember people asking, why are we going to be doing the Apostles' Creed? <laughs> <laughs> You know, and, and it was honestly, it was one of my favorite series to preach through. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it was really cool for a number of reasons. But one of those reasons was to teach people that confessions and creeds are necessary and good and important. And their role isn't because they are equal to the authority of scripture. Mm -hmm. Their role is actually to point me back yeah. to the pages. We get the them from the scriptures. Exactly. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 I think the idea of yeah. Lent to. Yes. Uh, people are like, hold on, are we becoming a different denomination? It's like, no, no, no. Yeah. No, that. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, I, I heard it this way once. It was like creeds and confessions and I think church history are like the bumper lanes in a bowling lane. Oh, yeah. And like the middle lane where the ball goes, that's scripture. scripture. And so <laughs> if the ball rolls to the side, like they're meant to yeah. push the ball to back correct. into into uh, uh, sc scripture itself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really cool picture. I like That's that analogy. Fun. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, man, so so in light of that, uh, I know we talked a little bit about, about Rome and their position, right? That they uh, hold church tradition and history, the the role and the teachings of the Pope in equal authority to to uh, God's word, which we would we would disagree with them there. But apart from that, one of the things that I did want to talk about concerning scripture um, is are, are two things, right? It's it's uh, it's legalism towards scripture and then licensing towards scripture, uh, because I think when it comes to sola scriptura, um, we can we can talk about that at length and in and, and, and saying more than just scripture is our ultimate and final authority. Mm -hmm. But when we look at it practically, one of the things that we also want to guard, uh, because we can embrace this doctrine and then misuse it or abuse it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so one of the things that we want to guard uh, or, or contend against is the legalism, legalism towards scripture or licensing towards scripture. Explain that. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> so uh, legalism towards scripture is holding to things that the that aren't in scripture. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sense, yeah. Uh, licensing is uh, picking and choosing what you like about scripture. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. what it was. So sim similar question. We'll, we'll, we'll go one at a time. Um, similar question to, hey, why is it important for us to protect uh, the, the sufficiency and clarity of scripture? That, that was the first question. Here's the next one, specifically on legalism. Why is it important for us to um, combat legalism? I think it's important because in legalism, we take out the, re or we take out and we neglect the relationship portion of, of what God has designed for us to come into with him. Mm. And he's not. In legalism, you're likely to believe it's only about following rules, moral things, ethics, you know, things on, on that sort of line. And and there's no desire to honor God because your heart hasn't been transformed. That's good. So I think definitely that that's 
a very important thing too. So there's it's almost like, like a forfeit of grace. Yes. Yes. There's yeah, no like grace. It's like a perversion of grace even. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Explain that. Carol. I think like like perverting grace is like it's it's a freely given gift. And I think when we're legalistic or have this legalistic mindset, we have to earn that grace mm-hmm. um, by following X, Y, Z rules. And the rules that aren't even like actual commandments in the scriptures, it's like the, like you don't need prerequisites for grace. Um, right. And at least to earn it, like you just have to realize that you're a sinner. Right. And that God gives freely. Right. Um. And that's what I guess that's what I mean by perversion. Like, do you don't need to have all the classes checked off mm-hmm. just so that you can get to the point where you can read the Bible? Right. Like, it it doesn't work like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. I I think y'all are right. I think it is a perversion of grace in in the sense of <clears throat> that's the that is the gift that is almost forfeited because legalism tends to preach a sermon that. I deserve to be in the presence of God because of my moral, right. mm-hmm. ethics, performance, attitude, behavior. Mm-hmm. And so you forfeit grace because when you screw up, right? Not if, but but when you screw up, I think there is this, um, oh man, th- there's going to be this difficulty of realizing how do you move forward from that? I just yeah. got to do better. I got to do yeah. better. And it's Tip almost, the scales. Yeah. And it's almost like a, you, you become, when you screw up and you forfeit grace, um, you can't get rid of that guilt. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. In the sense it's, of like, I'm going to do good. I'm going to do good. Uh, I'm going to be good and moral, ethical. Um, I'm going to follow scripture to the T. And those are good, but, Oftentimes people are being legalistic so that so that they would please God, so that mm-hmm. others would would start pleasing God, start obeying God. Um, but because grace is forfeited, kind of like you're saying it's tipping the scales, because grace is forfeited when we screw it up, when we sin, what the question now is, what do you do with your guilt now? Yeah. I think it starts to become like dismissed. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I, I can't put it anywhere. Like I don't understand the grace of God and the forgiveness of sins because I'm trying so hard to like forgive them myself. Yeah. Um, then it turns into this, I guess like a dismissal of what sin is and how painful it can be. It's like, well then that's not that big of a deal after a while. I just need to like keep doing good Mm -hmm. to, to minimize that. And it's like a minimization of, of our, our depravity at, at some point. Yeah. So how how does scripture then speak into that, right? If so the, the context here is, is totally scripture. How do, how does scripture speak into the individual who is um legalistic in, in their in their daily walk? I keep hearing like the dismissal of the grace, you ultimately you dismiss repentance. Like genuine repentance, mm-hmm. you don't, you're not turning to God. You're turning to yourself to do more things. And that's not turning to God and repenting and grieving your sin mm. and grieving the sin of others. You know, if you've wronged someone or if they wronged you. So uh, that's all throughout scripture. You know, yeah. it's God telling um, the Israelites, you know, turn to me. And I've, I've been in like numbers and Leviticus and like when the Israelites like have 
complained and <laughs> they were like, why should we continue on and let's go back to Egypt? It was better and, when we were slaves. It was better when we were slaves. Like, was it really that bad? Okay, show of hands. <laughs> Who, Who wants to go back? <laughs> Who wants to go back? Right? <laughs> and like, and Moses and Aaron, after like experiencing his stuff too, like with his family, and they're like, please, no, just don't rebel. Like literally, that was one of the scriptures and numbers. Like, do not rebel; just turn to God. And well, no, they did not. Right. Um, yeah. No, go ahead. Oh no, that was yeah. I, I was thinking like uh, one of the ways in which we we combat protect against legalism is is Psalm fifty one mm-hmm. sixteen and seventeen, where God says through David, um, "You will not delight in sacrifice. Oh, you yeah. don't want a burnt offering, or I would give it. But what you don't despise, yeah." is a contrite heart in a humbled spirit, mm-hmm. you know? And I mm-hmm. think, I think that is dismissed or absent yeah. in, in the life of an individual who, who seems to be very legalistic yeah. about, um, perhaps their own righteousness. Yeah. Because, I think, because when they fail, like we said, when they yeah. fail, the question is, well, what do you do with your guilt? I think for me to want to be like the understanding person and seeing like, oh man, the reason they're doing all these things is because they think it pleases God. Right. It's like, well, the actual things in which you're doing aren't bad. Like right. they're actually very good right. things. The heart in which they come from is yeah. fix the heart. And then, so in Psalm 51, towards the end, it's like, you will do these things. Like you will break the heart and we will humble ourselves. And then you will give us a willing spirit. Yeah. And then uh, the the rams will be offered on your altar. Yeah. Like, or the bulls, not, not just rams, but right. like a big old bull. Yeah. Like the, the, the way in we, which we walk will be even more ethical when the heart is correct. Right. Cause yeah. it is aligned with God's will. Yeah. yeah. I think about also in addition to that, I think about it's, I think it's first Peter two where Peter says as obedient children, do not be conformed to your former ways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now what's important about that, that small scripture is He's referring to those who belong to God as children. And, that, and so why that's important is because he's telling them, hey, because you're a child, obey. In other words, you obey because you are loved. You don't obey so that you will be loved. Right. Those are two completely different, yeah. different things. And I think that's the sermon that individuals who may struggle with legalism need need to hear or need to preach to themselves. Yeah. Like they are a child because God has loved them. Um, therefore we obey. Like listening to those, it, it's a subtle thing, but yeah. it's really deceptive. Yeah. It's like, did God really say that? That's where it all starts. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about licensing towards scripture. So so licensing, again, is picking and choosing what we like and what we don't like about mm-hmm. Scripture and then kind of going with that. So um, <clears throat> how do we uh, rebuke, combat, exhort individuals who license Scripture? They would say Scripture is important, Scripture is the final authority, and, you know, some things... Is this sin really that bad? Is because it really that, that was bad? written in the first century. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what do you... First, what's the problem with licensing? Before we address the individual who um, who may license scripture, what's the problem with licensing? Authority? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. And good day. Um, no. Drop, that, you can drop the mic. Else. Drop the mic. Yeah, that's exactly right. Like, that's that's key. It, the issue is... A lack of submission. It's yeah. a lack of submission. submission. It's an embrace of self-authority. Right? Um, so low. Yeah. So low. So authoritous. low. Um, <laughs> I feel like um, you just made that up. I did, <laughs> and so uh, proudly. Well, so so one of the one of the things that that's so dangerous about licensing is is for an individual to embrace by picking and choosing. The individual not only rejects authority or is combating authority, right? But by picking and choosing, the individual is embracing a completely different view of the scriptures that yeah. Jesus had. Yeah. I'm just, I'm thinking like if one person can license and like create their own, I guess like new canon, if you will, because if they're excluding certain parts of the Bible, like that's a different canon than what like has been given to us. Um, Who's to say that like my canon is better than their canon and they're incorrect because of what I've added into mine. Like I've cherry picked things that like point out what they've done is wrong. Like Mm -hmm. it just becomes inconsistent in like relative truth. Yeah. And it's, it's the same as the culture is like relativity or relativism. Yeah. And that being just like, Oh, my truth is my truth. And that's different from your truth. And it's like, no, actually the psalmist says like submit to God's truth. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that the heart is deceitful. Who yeah, can understand it? Yeah, I think, I think we we like to, we like to say it's God giving us these instructions, like revealing things yeah. to us. It's like actually that's a different God than the right. God of the scriptures. That's yeah. the God of the perverted scriptures. Uh, repent and turn away from Him. Yeah, it's like maybe it isn't a problem of authority. It's just the wrong authority. Um, it's like people are submitting to it, right? To the wrong one, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I get, I get, I think that's what what Elsie means by like yeah. the issue is authority in the sense of like they reject the they God of the Bible. Yeah, they didn't like God's authority, right? They truly, yeah. hold God's authority. Exactly, and I think I think that's what makes it that's what makes it very very yeah. dangerous because you it's, do produce inconsistencies, yeah. mm-hmm. irregularities. Um, man, now revelation is found from within me yeah. rather than um, given to me from God mm-hmm. Himself. Yeah. Go practice Buddhism if you want that. Oh, damn. Or you can just repent and uh, <laughs> follow Jesus. Well, no, yeah, it's super, it's really serious because, like, you have scriptures like, okay, in Job where he's telling, he's, he's responding to Job, like, were you there at the beginning of time when I created all the things? Mm-hmm. You know, like, and then in Romans where he's uh, like, thinking about ghost ship. Sorry. That's oh, a great I know. Song. It's so good. Romans 14, it says, for we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. It's like, okay, you bringing all your added stuff. Like, mm-hmm. what's that conversation going to be like when you're before the judgment of God? Like, right. hey, God, I added a couple of things. So I'm still good to so come I've in. Got right? my like, list. what does like, yeah. I hear what you're saying. <laughs> I love the energy. I <laughs> love the energy. <laughs> like, but I brought this file. With me and my dad. What was that, Everett? We can edit that out, I guess. <laughs> no, it's true. Um, what are you gonna say? I have I have my my receipt for the <laughs> the good things I've done. Right. I saved all I saved all my stubs. Yeah. So tax write offs for okay. So then, so here it is. we're we're beginning to talk about it. So the 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 second part of the question is okay. So then, how do we? How does how does Sola Scriptura, 
speak into the licensing of Scripture. Mm. I think there's there's a grace of God in the totality of the Scriptures. Um, like God's law is perfect and good, and it actually heals heals our souls. Mm-hmm. I think when we when we want to create our own grace by, I guess, licensing, mm-hmm. um, that's again a perversion of grace. Mm-hmm. So, like the scriptures speak into and give, um, I, I guess the best metaphor I can think of, just because I don't have words right now, um, is like when you're licensing, you're sweeping dirt under the rug mm-hmm. and saying that's not dirty, that's not that big of a deal, mm-hmm. sweeping it under the rug. And I think that's a perversion in saying, like, God wants everything clean, even the things under the rug. Yeah. And what Scripture does, it pulls out the rug and says, no, like, let's look at everything. Everything is dirty. Yeah. Let's mm-hmm. clean this house from top to bottom. It's like more than spring cleaning. It's like an in-depth cleansing that that the Scriptures point to, um, if only we would confess. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I think about it, Psalm 19, verse 7, right, that that the law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. Yeah. Right. Like he's faithful and just. Like yeah. the justice of God points to like um, a ridding of every evil Yeah, that's that's on the earth. Yeah. Even in our hearts. And like why else, why wouldn't you want that yeah. evil in your heart removed? Yeah. You just have to like point point to it and say it is evil. Yeah. Um. And that, I guess that's the hard part to do. It's like really humbling oneself and getting to that point is. Yeah. It's like, well, the scriptures even point to that. It's like you can you can trust God. He's faithful and just to forgive you. But that's that's a. I feel like I feel like scripture teaches every time we trust our own judgment, something goes wrong. <laughs> and everyone did what was right in their own eyes. Like you see that multiple times in Judges, and yeah. that is a gruesome book. That is like literally oh, the yeah. end of every chapter. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think what's interesting about legalism and licensing is that they share the a couple of the same attributes, just approached or or lived out differently. Mm-hmm. And so they both minimize sin. They both can forfeit grace. They both struggle, I think, with the authority of God, whether it's towards what I like and don't like versus. Um, if I don't do X, Y, and Z, I'm going to be punished. Right. So they both struggle with the authority of God. The irony is that scripture speaks into each one of yeah. those things to revive them and bring comfort to them right. through the spirit, by God's grace, through the Holy Spirit. Like the Bible teaches upon grace and what yeah. that actually is. The Bible teaches about the seriousness of sin. Yeah. Right. Uh, the Bible teaches us about uh, the authority of God because the authority of God through his word uh, reveals our depravity apart from a savior mm-hmm. and our dependence upon the grace of a savior. Right. You know, and that's the irony that yeah. it's a, like it's almost like that's what they're fighting against against in hopes yeah. to please and be accepted by God and. And the actual text, the actual yeah. living word of God is is kind of I just have faith. Yeah, pressing into <laughs> it. It's just yeah. like well, 
who, who, don't forget this. <laughs> yeah, who are the disciples who told Jesus, like, what must we do to enter the kingdom or to inherit the kingdom? Wasn't it, uh, well, I mean, there's a lot of people. In there. Yeah. Well, but like James and it was, it was, uh, James and John who were just like, hey, man, are we gonna sit? yeah, yeah, we're going to sit next to you, right? Yeah. Huh. They were. <laughs> well, be- believe upon whom the father has sent yeah. is what Jesus says. Like, just believe in me and what I've done or yeah. what I'm about to do. Yeah. Cause he hadn't done it just yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's, that's how you get it. Like, yeah. that's where the kingdom of God is found. Yeah. It's like, I want to find the kingdom of God. And like, you're searching and searching. It's like, well, chill, bro. Like, yeah, like it's already here. Well, I think, uh, you know, uh, Acts 2, right? Like Peter is preaching a sermon and Peter is actually pulling from Joel. Mm-hmm. He's pulling from Psalms mm-hmm. and I forgot where else he's pulling from. And they even interrupt him <laughs> and they say, brothers, what must we do? And he says, repent, yeah, repent and be baptized. And, uh, and then he keeps going with his sermon, you know, but what's interesting about Acts is I, I can't remember if it's every fifth chapter or every fifth proclamation, it, it's a sermon mm-hmm. and they're nice. pulling from scripture yeah. in an effort to preach, um, the redeeming work of Christ. Yeah. So anyway, all that being said, right. Uh, in in a in a nutshell, that is why we hold to the doctrine of sola scriptura, right? The the that that God's word is our ultimate and final authority. But even mm-hmm. within that, and within the church, we must guard mm-hmm. ourselves from legalism and licensing, and speak into uh, the lives of brothers and sisters who who might subscribe to those two. Um, perverted views of scripture, and I don't, I don't, yeah. and what I mean by that is like that, that there's a skewed view. They might not realize what's going on mm-hmm. either. Like mm-hmm. there's there's false teachers out there who have really smooth lips. Yeah, there's there's like the I like that you snuck in the word contend yeah. earlier. <laughs> um, like there 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 needs to be like an intentional um contending for that faith there. Mm-hmm. It's like when we think like, oh, let me just pray for them. No, that's actually a sin that might lead to death. Yeah. Um. Let's talk about that. Yeah. And like being intentional about it is like you get to see more of God's grace in that. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I think John talks about it in uh, in, in Ch- first John three, I think, where he says, if you see a brother who's sinning, mm-hmm. right, the first thing we ought to do is pray. Mm-hmm. Right. Elsewhere in James, we see that. Uh, man, we are to pray for them and also like bring them back yeah. into mm-hmm. the full Jude, which is the series we're going through, um, alludes to we must hate sin so much because we have a clear understanding of what sin is. We we must hate sin so much that we are ready to snatch, snatch our brothers and sisters out of the fire uh, of, of sin. So Sola Scriptura is important because one... God reveals himself through his word. And as we come to the table to receive his word, we are informed about what sin is, what grace is for us, and how we as obedient children can move forward in our in our daily life, daily walk. So that we may experience who God is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And his salvation for yeah. us. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, that's all we have. This morning for Sola Scriptura, I hope you enjoyed our rant 
Uh, next week, we're going to be diving into Sola Gratia and Sola Fide. Ooh. So, yeah, it'll be fun. Well, hope you guys enjoyed this time. We will see you next week. Love you. Bye. The goal of this podcast is to equip our church for discipleship and mission. We want to thank you for listening in this morning, and we hope that you are encouraged by these conversations. If you'd like to learn more about Storehouse McKellen, you can visit our website at storehousemckellen.com. We'd also love to hear from you. Send us your questions to info at storehousemckellen.com.